Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. The month of May is is Mental Illness Awareness Month, and the month of June is Youth Month. So we've combined the two for our first guest, who has really just released her debut collection of poems. Her debut, it's called A Few Slivers of Light. Um, and Jess Robus, who has written these beautiful, deep, um, moving poems, is just 14 years old. And so she combines the mental health with the youth month because, um, Jess really looks at mental health. She, um, it, this book is all about getting people to talk, getting teenagers to talk, getting parents to talk, um, and, and really to be able to have conversations. And then our guest after, uh, Jess, um, Joe Rust, who is an, a phenomenal woman who has, um, circumnavigated Africa on a motorcycle and she's done all sorts of other adventures and she herself has had to deal with uh, many challenges and she's going to be sharing um, her stories and how she's overcome these challenges because we all in our way are trying to cope with with what is happening and you know so often we we put on a facade and we feel we have to put a smile on our face and there's expectation of how we should be and how we should talk and how we should operate and um, that's why I am um, really looking forward to our guest, um, Jess, because it's about connecting with really how you're feeling deep down. Now, I was hoping we had, um, uh, we had J- Jess, as I said, is only 14 years old. So she was at school and um, she was writing a test, um, as all students do, really. And then she was going to be joining us um for the show. Now I'm hoping, I don't know if Jackie Jess's mom is there. Jackie, are you there? I am here. Thank you, Nikki. Welcome. Welcome. So, so you're representing your amazing daughter until she finishes the test and joins us. No, she has actually joined us in the meantime. So excuse any background noise. We are still at school. Well, well, so far we don't hear any. And listen, before we do bring Jess on, I just want to ask you, Jackie, because I don't want to give too much away, but you must be incredibly proud that your daughter has produced this body of work. Um, you know, I, I would say at the age of 14, but I would say if at any age she had produced this body of work, you would be so proud of her. I, I am. I think that, um, first of all, just writing these poems is incredible. Just the, the, the ability to write in the way that she does. It's very moving. It's very evocative. It's wonderful vocabulary. And um, it's quite intimidating to parent Jess at times, I have to say. Um, mm. because I don't think my vocabulary matches up to hers in any way. Um, <laughs> but I, I also am proud of her and particularly proud of her just for, for facing the the challenges that she's had and um just just you know challenges that the teenagers have in general but um being able to face these and and accept um anxiety as a thing and to be able to talk about it and to be able to open the conversation for other other teenagers to be able to do the same and i'm really proud of her for being able to do that I, i think there's a lot of peer pressure in our world um, especially as a teenager, and it's not always easy to be the one who stands up and does that. 
Mm, beautiful. And you, you're so right, Jackie, because, and certainly when you're a teenager and you're so incredibly self-conscious and you put yourself out there in such a way doing it because you, you want to stimulate conversation and discussion, but knowing that, you know, people could reject you or people could turn their back on you or whatever it is, um, takes tremendous strength and confidence. So I'm looking forward to chatting to Jess because those are all my projections, but let's see what Jess is really like. Can we, can we have a word with her, please? Jackie. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you Hello. so much. Jess, welcome, welcome. How are you? How was your test? I am well, thanks. And you, um, my test, it was good. It was, well, it was geometry, so it was as good as it could be. Oh gosh, rather you than me. Geometry is like a swear <laughs> word in my mind, but as I said, you know, that you've done that. And wow, Jess, you know, when this, this, this collection of your poetry arrived and I started dipping in and I, I um, and I hate to bring your age into it because I, I actually think it's irrelevant, but I, I do think we have to mention the, the, the absolute maturity or I have to mention um, with which you approached it, the, the way you express yourselves and that what you cover really that the where you go with your poetry. So, let me ask you this, Jess, have you always, I know you're a singer and you're a songwriter and you're a debater. Um, have you always had this inquiring mind and more than that very deep thinking? Have you always been this way? I think so. I think when I was younger and I started dipping my toes into the world of writing and reading, I think that thinking, well, this sounds dumb, but thinking was something I really enjoyed. I've always imagined, I've always enjoyed rather imagining myself in other people's shoes in their situations. I've always loved thinking about what life would be like in if I was to experience it from a different person's point of view. And so I think that intrinsic exploration and just delving deep into yourself is something that comes quite naturally, especially if, like me, you're somebody who really loves fiction and loves exploring other worlds. I think that it, it came quite naturally. Mm. I can't remember who, who, who said this, but something like, you know, the mind is a, can be a dangerous place. Don't go there alone or be careful how you venture into your mind. And we know, and you know, um, and this is what we're talking quite a bit about with mental illness, that being in the mind and the ruminating and the what ifs and, Oh, it can be such a, such a scary and difficult place, um, to go and to navigate. And yet this is where you access this, this creativity and this insight, um, which is, which, you know, goes far beyond your years. How have you managed to find the balance, Jess, between going there and accessing the creativity, yet trying to stay clear of the, 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 the thinking that could spiral you downwards? So I think that my friends, family, and um, also tips from my psychologist are really, really helpful. I'm forever grateful for the role that my friends and family have played in my life, really just keeping me anchored to reality. And then also things like psychological tips, like, you know, breathing exercises and counting things and really just getting yourself back into your skin. Those can help. Mm -hmm. And then also I've really found well, it sounds so cheesy to say, but I found solace in my faith. I was baptized in 2019 and that's really just helped me to be grounded. And it's really just, it's helped me to feel more like myself again. And mm. it's helped me to just not to, to really to experience these emotions in their fullness, but at the same time, not to fall into them. 
And I'm really grateful for that. Wow. So you're saying your faith has had a big impact. So what has that been besides saying not falling into it? Is it just being connected to something larger than yourself that's brought you, I don't know, what is it, peace? Is it, uh, what, what, what is that? Maybe you can expand on that. I think it's definitely peace and it's just, I've really felt the hand of God and seen it in my life and stupid things. Like when we were on holiday, we were on a boat and they were playing old music and I was, I was having a conversation with my friend and we were outside and we were going inside into the boat. And as we walked through the door, the song Mrs. Robinson was playing and it Mm -hmm. came to the chorus, the first line of which is Jesus loves you more than you will know. And that was just a, you know, it can't exactly get me less subtle than that. (laughs) I see. Uh, So it's helped you. It's just all these little messages um, are reminders, are reminders. Um, It's, that's great, Jess. So, let, let's talk about you and, and, and the battles that you've had with your anxiety. Um, you've mentioned going to psychologists and friends and family being able to ground you. But how far back does this go, um, for you, Jess? So I think I've, I've struggled with anxiety for quite a while or lived with it rather. It's been, I'm a naturally, I'm naturally inclined to be an anxious person. I think a lot and feel quite deeply. And I think the first time I went to a psychologist was round about in grade three, the school psychologist to talk about some friend troubles. But I think I've always been very aware of my mind, sort of like if you were to take somebody and make them do a 5k run afterwards, you feel really aware of the fact that you have legs because you can feel them and you can feel that something isn't quite right. Right. (laughs) Especially if you're someone like me who doesn't really like sports, but (laughs) That's that's how it felt and that's how it feels sometimes with with my brain. Even on days when things are going really, really well, I'm always just aware of the fact that my brain's moving fast and there are things going on within it. So then you take a pen and paper and you write things down um, or maybe you just go onto your computer um, and and penned all these amazing poems. And as I said, you know, I, I don't want to bring in your age, but... It's amazing that at the age of 14, you have access to the loss that you talk about, the the interactions that you've had. Maybe you can just speak to that a little bit, Jess. Um, are these actual experiences? Are these just parts of your mind working? How, how have you, how, how do you approach your writing of your poetry? So I think that that's a really interesting question. And I think that um so a lot of my poetry comes from my own feelings and mm-hmm. comes from things that I felt it's my way of processing and exploring these feelings I'm deal dealing with but some of them do also come from either things that I've seen my friends and my peers and my loved ones go through and also just me like I said before I love imagining things and so some of these do come from me imagining what it would be like to be in a certain situation and the types of emotions and the types of thoughts that would arise from being in this situation. So I think it's a mix. It's a mix of everything, really. Mm. And I know that, um, you know, it's quite a passion of yours to uh, talk about the struggles that you've had with mental health, to normalize the discussions, to get teenagers to talk more about it to their peers, to their parents. 
for parents to be able to talk about it. So your mom said um, in the introduction how proud she is of you. Um, you know, she spoke about her vocabulary isn't nearly as good as yours and that's slightly intimidating. But And, and you've mentioned that your family have been incredible support. But from your experience with, with your peers, do you find that it is difficult for um, teenagers to speak to their parents about their, their problems, their anxieties, their depressions? I think that generally speaking, a parent always wants their child to be as happy as the child can possibly be. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes the struggle with mental health is a parent can often feel bad, feel like they failed their child. Because if you see your, your kid going through something difficult, your natural inclination is to go, well, what did I do wrong? Why do they have to go through this? And so I think that sometimes it can be difficult for a child to talk to the parent, A, because I when I talked about it, it just... I, I hadn't heard mental health described as something kids could go through and I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt my parents. And at the same time, I think that it can be hard because, because of the fact that parents want their kids to be happy when the kid comes up and says, hi, I'm feeling this and I don't know why. It can sometimes be a bit difficult to accept. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I haven't felt that personally. My parents have been amazing and supportive in going through this journey with me, but I can, I I have seen and I can imagine how in other people's life it could be quite difficult for a child to go up and to talk with their parents about something that is by nature so unpredictable and so mm-hmm. so unable to to be dealt with in this usual way. So very true. So I love that um this collection of poetry can start a dialogue. You know, certainly people can read it from all ages, absolutely all ages and um, identify and also feel that they can talk about it. So at what point did you think, oh, my goodness, this could be a book? Was it your suggestion? Did someone else read the poems and say, come on, you've got to you've got to have some kind of poetry collection put together in a book? I think actually this poetry book, I didn't set out to write it, but the moment I thought about it was after I'd started compiling a list of children's poetry. And that started a couple of years ago. And I was putting, I was putting together these kids poems. And after, and after I was putting them together, cause you know, I was going through my computer, looking at all of them. I stumbled upon my, uh, my poems about mental health that I'd written down. And I started seeing them and I started seeing this trend from the poems that I'd that I'd written the earliest to the later poems. And I could definitely see that there was this change in my mental state and my happiness and my dealing with my feelings. And when I started seeing that, I put a couple of them together and I <laughs> went through all of my notebooks and I began to see more and more this this real shift in my perspective. And then I think the writing of these poems, that process was for me. But after compiling them, the process of deciding to turn it into a book and publishing it was for everyone else who's ever felt the way that I did. Mm. And so I think that I only really decided to publish this as a book when I saw that I had a story and that it was a story that evolved and that grew with me and maybe one that could help somebody else. Did you ever doubt how it would be received? Did that Was that going to hold you back at all? Or was the desire to get it out there far greater? I think the desire to get it out was very great. I definitely, I was excited to publish this book, but my mom can tell you the week before the poetry launch, I was anxiously watching poetry, poetry critiquing videos and completely freaking out about like, what if people hate it? What if it's bad? 
<laughs> of course. Uh, what, what, uh, what courage, uh, really, what courage it takes to do that. And then to have um, Rashida Khan, who's an award-winning author and poet, to, to write the foreword um, to the book. And just to read something that she has said, she said, A few slivers of light is more than a collection of beautiful and evocative poetry. It is a revelation, an insight into the psyche of a young woman walking her journey of life while dealing with challenges both internal and external. And I think so beautifully put. And I'm kind of going to put you on the spot, Jess, because I know that for your launch, you treated everyone and you read um, excerpts from your poetry. And I'm not sure if you've got the book in front of you. And I don't know if you know any bits off by heart, but if you do feel like it, we've just got a couple of minutes left. If there's one poem that really stands out for you, would you like to share some of it with our audience? Of course, I'd love to share a poem. Uh, This one is one of the ones in the part of the book, the middle part called The Dawn. And it really is. It's uh, one that I've enjoyed seeing people's reactions to. I've enjoyed seeing how people have connected with this poem. It's called Bridges. Someone once said that we are each on our own journey along our own road that leads to a different destination for each of us. But I think that although we are each on our own paths, they are all interconnected, all crisscrossing. And sometimes people may walk out of our lives on their own roads, but do not for the slightest moment ever think that you are alone in this life, alone with an uncrossable river, unable to reach your destination, and yet terrified of being left behind. Because somewhere someone is walking on their their road towards their destination just waiting to cross with yours because sometimes only two joined roads can complete a path and make a bridge thank you jess thank you for that and you read it so beautifully and i just have to say um to the audience listening, to the listeners, you know, this book is filled with the most beautiful poetry. Oh, that was, that was so meaningful. Thank you, Jess. And just before you read it, you alluded to the fact that there are these three kind of themes. Um, you've got darkness and then you've got the darkness, the dawn, and then the day. Um, again, when, you know, when you were compiling it, did you notice, um, how it went from the dark and almost you moving slowly towards the light because the day there's only the one poem into the day maybe you can just for a minute speak to that I did definitely notice this change in my writing style and what I wrote about and how I wrote it really but I think the reason that and a couple of people have asked me why there's only one poem in the last part and I think the reason that I kept it to one poem is that is that I wanted I wanted to illustrate the fact that this is just one of many, because if I had to put every poem that I've written since then, every poem that I've written since this, since this place of being in such a better space than I was, then this book would never be published because it would Mm. never be finished. And Mm. I think I kept this book in almost to show almost like the light when you open the door. It's one poem. It's the first one you see because there's so much more that I feel and there's so much Mm. more in somebody's mental health journey when you get to a point when there's just, when there's light and when you can see it again. And I think that I just left it as this singular one poem because if I didn't do that, then there would be hundreds and I, I wouldn't have published this book by the time I was 19, leaving those for the next. 
Yeah, and you know, and you know what, Jess, that's so clear. It's like we go through the darkness, we go through the dust, the dawn. And uh, yes, with that one poem, I feel, I sense in my bones that there will be another book, um, you know, not too long to wait. And it's going to be filled with the, the next stage. And I think that that is, you know, beautiful. And, and, um, and I know that it gives a lot of people hope, as you say, the light that, that at the end of that tunnel and knowing that the, you know, the darkness is there. It comes and it goes and we just move through that. And it's just so beautifully expressed in this book. So Jess, um, before we say goodbye, um, where can people get their hands on this, this wonderful collection? I would love people to buy it. You can order it in a hard copy form on um, my website, www.jessrobus.com. Jess, for, um, I know that you want parents to also have the dialogue with their, with their children to open the dialogue, but for teenagers, young people who are struggling, are you going to schools? Are you going to be doing readings? What are you going to be doing with this besides selling it to people? I would love to do this and I, I am planning to do a couple of readings and a couple of talks and just generally sharing this with people in my own age demographic. I think, I think, you know, I know, I know you're busy with school and you're writing tests and you're writing exams. Um, but you've put out such a beautiful body of work and it really, you know, it's, it's begging for many young people to be listening to that so that you can open the dialogue. And, and I, I see that that hopefully is what's going to happen. Jess, thank you so much. And Jackie, thank you so much for quickly rushing off to get Jess out of her test so that, um, you know, she can talk to us today and just express her, her beautiful mind to our audience. And we thank you both so much for your time. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks so much for having us. It's a real honor for us to to be on your show.